This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. On your home for the best Ravens coverage. It's time for News from the Nest with Vinny and Haney. Sponsored by Hillside Lawn Service, the experienced lawn care specialists. 1057 The Fan. Video 80 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. News from the Nest for you. Ravens back at it today, getting ready for the Chargers out there in LA. Ravens four point favorites in this matchup. We saw Mark Andrews go down last Thursday, unfortunately, against the Bengals. But John Harbaugh yesterday talked about a possibility that Andrews could be back this year? Yeah, I don't, I don't even want to say right now. He's got, if, you know, once he gets back, maybe uh, later, you know, from this week, maybe that's something we could we could mention and talk about because we would just know more and have to lean into Mark on that too. You know, what are his thoughts on it? So I don't want to speak for Mark either, but uh, I do, I'm going to tell you this, there's no bigger competitor. Nobody wants to be out there more than Mark Andrews. I mean, this guy, he's all about everything, but he's all about game day. I try, I, you know, I'll give him a hug every now and then and tell him I love him because I do love him. But I try not to get too close to him sometimes, you know. And he's he's all about it. E. Ali, everybody love everybody. Well, let me see, Bob. The Super Bowl would be when? February what? Like fifth or something something like that? I think it's a little bit later this year. February twelfth. So I mean two months. So I, I don't know. I, I I'm guessing Bob, he's not he's gonna be non weight bearing for a while. How long I think it's going to be kind of impossible. I mean, because then you got to get in shape. Then you got to get in football shape. Uh, it'd be rather difficult, especially Bob. If they get to the Super Bowl, you know they're on a roll. Let's just say they get to the Super Bowl. Some dudes are playing pretty good. Super Bowl Fifty Eight will be February eleventh, two thousand twenty-four. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I can't see him. You know, Bob, a high ankle sprain six weeks. You know. Yeah, he's got Anderson's the doctor, right? Carolina, yeah. So it was brought up. He addressed it. Did uh, give you uh, just a little glimmer of hope. But I think if we're rational here, we're not. I mean, like Aaron Rodgers has been teasing and teasing and teasing that he could possibly come back. I'm guessing we're understanding that if Andrews plays, it would probably be. A medical miracle to see him on the football field. Yeah. Well, the the reason um, Rodgers is, he's already had the surgery, said it went great, you know, and we've seen pictures, you know, we've seen his recovery. We, 
Andrews hadn't even uh, – he's going to see the doctor in yeah. person, you know, today or tomorrow. And then when they do do the surgery, then we'll see if there's anything worse or, you know, it's better or whatever, you know. So uh, I think there's a lot to be uh, figured out yet. Yeah. And, you know, with Aaron Rodgers, that ayahuasca – Let's be honest, this dude's on the dark side of the moon, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, with Andrews out for a while, how about those wide receivers getting some more run here, John Harbaugh? More wide receivers are going to play those guys, those tight ends, more than they have played for sure. Kind of keep it, mix it up. One thing we want to always do is keep it moving. We don't want to become, and sometimes you have to be, and we have in the past. You know, you get forced into certain kind of groups based on what your, what your, what your roster looks like. But really, I, I do believe more than we have been in recent memory, we're probably more prepared to deal with something like this than we have been. Oh, no question about it. Because otherwise, you know, it would have been catastrophic, you know, if you lose Mark Andrews. Wow, huge. Now, I mean, you, you've got – I mean, because what have we been talking about all year? There's only one ball. And how do you get the ball to all these people? And now with – I think – I think uh, Beckham, Flowers, and Bateman are going to uh, reap a lot of these benefits. I I wouldn't even mind if if we see those guys getting six. If if each one of them got seven targets, I think that would be awesome because I think they they would make a lot of plays. Yeah, two of the last three games, Odell has seven targets. He only had two against Cleveland, but one of them was a touchdown. Yep, which gave the Ravens that thirty-one seventeen lead. We don't want to look back at that game, however. It's video eighty. 1057 of the fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. We were talking earlier about Brandon Stevens and how outstanding he has been this year. John Harbaugh, what has led to old number 21 having a bust-out season? Yeah, I, I think he's, uh, he's just seeing things quite, kind of quicker and, and probably processing in, such, in more of a kind of a subconscious way. Uh, he didn't play defensive back a lot uh, coming here, and um, – Hadn't seen a lot of those things happen, so I think he had to kind of think his way through his reactions. Now, not the case. You know, he's reacting his way through his reactions. He's seen it enough. He just responds, and and uh, it's just playing faster as a result. Yeah, the biggest thing, like Harp said, I, I think that's the, the key thing there is he's playing faster. And how do you play faster? Confidence. He's an extremely confident guy. I mean, you could just tell by the way he's playing. He's challenging. He's not afraid to challenge. And his – Give credit to the DB coach and, and give credit to Brandon, you know, because he he had to work on it too. His pedal plant and drive is excellent. And his ability to cover guys and press and do those things and use his hands, excellent. So the only thing the only thing that I see that he has trouble with is finding the ball. Otherwise, he's always been a good cover guy. And and now I think what is helping him now is because Humphrey's not, people go after the other side. They don't go after Stevens because he's he's playing he's playing good. I mean, look what he did. He shut Chase down, and he's always done pretty good against Chase. Or Mike McDonald has done good. And if he's on Keenan Allen, if he can limit Keenan Allen, because Keenan Allen in this game is going to get double digit targets, and if you can add, uh, keep him under fifty yards or something like that, Ravens will win and could win easily. Vinny Haiti, 105.7 The Fan News. We're going to turn it up Tuesday. Justin Matt BK, he's been a revelation this year. Not, 
Nine and a half sacks already at double digits in a contract year. Okay, whatever coincidence or not. What has been different about Justin Matabike compared to earlier in his career, John Harbaugh? Nothing really has surprised me because I, th- I knew he was going to have a great season. You know, you could see it in the spring, summer. You kind of saw it the last couple of years. I mean, the talent has really been there. And again, it's a developmental thing. I mean, guys grow as players. Third round pick, a lot of talent. Uh, and has always played well for us. But, man, I mean, another level just in terms of the, uh, the, the combination of his explosive talent, the time in the weight room, and all the things he's worked on to just become bigger, faster, stronger, quicker, all those things. But also the technique, more consistent, much more consistent technique-wise play-to-play than he had been before, and it's showing up in his stats. No doubt about it. Back to the technique. He, he just... Now, this is another guy that looks like he's playing much more confident as a pass rusher. Much more confident as a pass rusher with his hands and and knowing, you know, his go-to move and what he wants to do with a dip and a rip and club, those kind of things. I mean, he is. And the, the thing, I give them all credit. They all keep their feet moving. You know, if you stand and watch, you're not getting a sack. They all keep their feet moving, and and they play off of each other, and they're unselfish. You know, one time, you know, a guy may be like, okay, hey, you got the one-on-one. It's your turn to win because I'm taking your guy, you know, to help you out, so go get it. And and they do a hell of a job that way. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, a little buy or sell. Let's count that Tuesday money and talk about the sports stories of this day. The Wizard Walt Williams joining us. Talk about Maryland's slow start, one and three, losers of three in a row. To say they're struggling offensively would be a colossal understatement. UMBC down in College Park, 7 o'clock tip. You can hear that game on the fan. Also, we got the Chargers film study offensively. Okay, maybe not overly impressive defensively, but on offense, they got some guys that can make you sweat a little bit. We'll break that down. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. As well. Are you buying? Great cash, homie. Or are you selling? I'm not going to buy into that crap. Penny and Haney. Sponsored by Window Nation. There's so much to love about the fall, especially the return of Window Nation's best offer of the year. Get two windows free for every two you buy. Plus, pay nothing for two years. Call 866-90NATION or online at windownation.com. 1057, the fan. 
1057 here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. 1057, the fan that is. The Wizard Walt Williams joining us, bottom of the hour. Talk some hoops with him, Maryland style. There's tons going on in the world of sports. We'll get to as much as we possibly can. But right now, with the holidays coming closer, where's the money? Buy yourself. Uh, weak retail earnings, Bob. The Dow is down 80. S&P's down 11. NASDAQ's down 101. DraftKings is down 60. Under Armour's down 14. Well, let's start here in the NBA with the Clippers. That new look starting five hasn't paid immediate dividends for them. Been off to a pretty slow start, actually. Five and seven record. But in an effort to shake things up, Russell Westbrook came off the bench last Friday. Also came off the bench again last night against the Spurs. And you may be surprised to hear that that move was Westbrook's idea, or his suggestion at least. Uh, The result, not glamorous for him in terms of stats, but L.A. did win both games. Buy or sell, Bob, keeping Westbrook in a sixth-man role could be the change the Clippers needed. I'll buy it. As long as they're winning, everyone will be happy. Because you know James Harden's not going to come off the bench. And it's only a matter of time before load management becomes an issue there. But very selfless move for Russell Westbrook. Look, these guys are now in their 30s and their window to win. I don't even know if they're good enough at full strength to win the championship. But it's all about the team, it seems, at least from his perspective. So they'll start becoming more effective on the court with this move. Well, over to the NFL here, Geno Smith, he was shaken up in Sunday's loss to the Rams. And while he did return later before the game was over, his status a little more cloudy moving forward. Uh, Bruised triceps is the official injury report. Pete Carroll, he sounds pretty optimistic that his quarterback can still play on a short week. They've got the Thanksgiving night game uh, against the 49ers. Smith, however, sounded a little more unsure uh, speaking after the game about his status, Vinny Byersell, uh, Smith at less than 100% is still a better option than Drew Locke. I'll buy that. I think it showed on Sunday. I think it showed during the game. He wasn't 100% when he came back in and almost brought him back to win it. A little more NBA here. The MVP award. It's always a little tricky to predict, even though it always seems to boil down to just a handful of guys. Recent winners like Nikola Jokic, Joel Embiid, can't forget about the Greek freak. They'll surely be a part of that race again this year, but maybe there'll be a surprise candidate in there. Uh, Longtime NBA writer Sam Quinn has identified young rising star Tyrese Halliburton as a potential dark horse candidate to win MVP. Earned his first all-star nod last year. He's averaging 23 points per game to begin this season. Uh, Are you buying or selling, Bob, that he is, in fact, a dark horse candidate? I'll buy it, but I'm going to go even a step further with uh, Shea Gilgis Alexander, Oklahoma City. I think they're going to have a better team than Indiana, but Halliburton's a beast. Iowa State, Vinny. Triple-double waiting to happen, but SGA, he's getting it done. Chad Holmgren, you see, at 36 the other night. Bang the team right there. Yeah, they the got team. a nice little squad, Aaron Wiggins, Maryland. So uh, I'm not going to jinx them. Nope, not saying nothing else. Move on, please. More from the NFL here. Uh, rookie wide receiver Puka Nakua. He quickly introduced himself to the rest of the league earlier this year. Put up some big numbers while Cooper Cup was still uh, coming back from an injury. 
And since Cup came back, never really slowed down either. He's got 897 yards, three touchdowns on the year. So you start looking at all-time rookie numbers for wide receivers. The rookie record for a receiver is uh, just over 1,400 yards, 1,473 to be exact. Buy or sell, Vinny. Nakua should easily exceed that this season. I'll buy it. I mean, they like to throw it, and he gets a ton of balls, and he makes plays. If it wasn't for Stroud, he may be rookie of the year. Who was it? Said that Randy Moss? Rookie uh, yardage, you think? That's a good question. I should know this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Storm and Norman. <laughs> just, the article didn't say. Duh. Anyway. Duh. I'll, I'll, I'll lean towards Randy Moss. Probably a safe bet. I don't know. It could be wrong. Uh, we'll close with this one Watch here. Watch out for the them bulls. MLB non-tender <laughs> deadline. It passed late last week. Uh, really, I guess the only big surprise, if you want to call it that, we'll call it a notable name, to be let go was Brewers starter Brandon Woodruff. Now, I hesitate to call it a surprise because one year remaining uh, on what was his current deal, he was set to make $11 million in arbitration. But as we know, he's likely going to miss the entire season with an injury. So, again, not a surprise that they released him or moved on. But he's now a free agent. Interest in him is still reported to be high. Buy or sell, Bob, the Orioles should try to land Woodruff, even if it means waiting a year for him to be ready. It's a futures bet. There's no doubt about that. I would buy that 100%. And remember, he got scratched right on the eve of the playoffs and how emotional he was at that press conference. I don't think anybody saw that one coming. So if you're willing to wait, and I would think if Mike Elias is willing to do so, Brandon Woodruff would be a guy to be interested in, perhaps, or maybe you trade for Corbin Burns. Maybe you just go right for the guy. They're going to help you immediately. By the way, Randy Moss in 98, 1,313 yards, so it wasn't him. You said it was 1,400 yards? Uh, 1,473. Okay. Trivia question of the day that we don't even know the answer to. Yeah. I tell you what, I, we'll do a giveaway here. How about right, that? Yeah, uh, let's, let's divert. Short yeah. week. <laughs> what do we? Short Green week. Day tickets again in a no, year from no, now? No, no, no. We're, right. we're done <laughs> Go with see Green the Day. Beatles with Jimi Hendrix at Memorial Stadium. We're done with in music. Fantasy land. What, we're what going back to uh, comedy here. Tom Segura. Funny guy. Funny, funny guy. Funny sure. dude. Uh, he's going to be at Live Casino and Hotel next year, but February 14th. So a little sooner than uh, Green Day in the summer. Tickets are on sale right now, but you can win a pair right here right now uh let's do caller number four four one oh five eight three one oh five seven for two tickets to see tom segura and he is a hilarious man for sure it's video haiti one oh five seven the fan when we come back talk to maryland hoops with the wizard walt williams terps have lost three in a row back on the hardwood at home tonight against umbc who has won three in a row as waltz watched this team through the early portion of the season why are they struggling to put the ball in the basket where's the offensive flow we'll talk about that speaking of offensive flow the chargers break their offense down film study wise around 12 45 taking sports to a whole new level 1057 the fan Vinny and Haiti, 1057 The Fan here on this Turn It Up Tuesday. Cranking it up to 12 because that's how you want it. Send your song request, plots for text line, 410-583-1057. Got a film breakdown of the Chargers offensively. They got some guys they could do some things. They have a premier quarterback. We'll get into that, so stay tuned. Speaking of offense, 
We're switching sports, but uh, productivity not great. Bob Haiti v. Serato, Terps tonight, taking on UMBC. You can hear that game, 105.7 The Fan. He's on the WGK Law Guest Hotline. Let's welcome in Maryland legend, NBA star, your friend and ours, the Wizard, Walt Williams. Walt, what's happening? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right, man. And I got to be honest with you, Friday night's game passed against Villanova was like watching I'd rather watch paint dry with grass growing on top of it, if you know what I'm saying from a Maryland perspective offensively but what what are they shooting here let me get my stats right 36% from the field 21% from beyond the arc and you know we know it's a uh, some new talent coming in young talent at that but as you've watched Walt the first four games where's the major malfunction for them offensively right now well, you know, it's just uh, it's almost similar to last year. Uh, you know, just the outside shooting is uh, rearing his ugly head. When you when you have guys who can uh, create off the dribble, uh, they need space uh, to be able to uh, f- from the shooters on the floor to be able to do their thing. So right now, uh, you see guys uh, getting to the basket or getting into the paint area, and when they when the uh, passes are being made, they're just not knocking down shots. And uh, so, um, you know, you, you got to be able to find some three-point shooting from somewhere. Or it's going to be tough to be able to just win games just on the defensive end all the time. Now, with the fifth-year senior guys, and I know you rely a lot uh, on the veteran leadership to do things, Jameer Young and Dante Scott, not exactly lighten things up themselves. So is this just an early season slump for both or when are they going to have, is there a sense of urgency with the two veterans to start carrying these young guys right now? Well, yeah, you definitely expect the uh, veteran guys to be able to come in and uh, especially in times like this, be able to lift guys spirits, uh, um, have guys follow them. And so it's going to be really important. I think it, it's going to be really important for a guy like Jameer Young, who's the point guard, who who uh, runs the show. I think that his leadership is going to be paramount, you know, going through uh, situations like this, just to make sure everybody's staying motivated and, and uh, guys are not getting down. And uh, so I, I think that, um, you know, it's, the, the point guard is key, and, and in this scenario, uh, it's a fifth-year fifth year guy in that position as well. The Wizard Walt Williams joining us here, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fed, talking about the Terps taking on UMBC tonight down in College Park, a game you can hear on 105.7 The Fan. But with the freshmen, Deshaun Harris-Smith, Jonathan Lamoth, uh, Kaiser, they're all coming in with a lot of, I mean, that was the top 15 recruiting class in the country. What kind of pressure is on these guys nowadays, Walt, in the olden days, freshmen could come in, you know, get his uh, sea legs under him. But now, what's the pressure like for young players to come in and be instant impact type of performers here? Well, I don't think it's any difference than in my day. I think that it's a, it's a, it's internal. It's for yourself, you know. Um, I, I think that when you come in as a freshman, if you're highly touted, people expect you to come right in and, and be able to make an impact. I don't think that has changed over the years. So um, it's just about the work, finding your niche. Um, I think with Harris Smith, uh, he's a guy that got to work on his outside shot. Uh, he's very strong and uh, um Athletic. He reminds me of uh, a lot of uh, uh, Daryl Morsell, kind of in that frame, you know, uh, very competitive, especially on the defensive end. 
Um, when you talk about a guy like Lamothe, he hasn't had the, the the playing time as the others, as Kaiser and Harris Smith. So he 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 has to find his way in in uh, uh, most of the time in practice to to uh, find a way to get into that rotation more consistently. Kaiser, he's a guy who we're relying on to shoot the ball. So um, he 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 has to be a guy that that's one of those guys that's able to uh, hit that outside shot on a consistent basis. So, you know, him and, uh, you know, a guy like Noah Bachelor, those are the guys who you, you look at and you go, okay, these guys are the shooters. These guys are, uh, are the guys who can open things up. And so those guys have to perform. Um, and we don't have many uh, shooters on this team. So um, the guys who are shooters, who are designated shooters, they, they're going to have to perform at a high level. Now, Walt, UMBC, who can hit threes, by the way, coming in tonight, then South Alabama and Ryder. What do you learn about yourselves as a team over the next three before Indiana and conference play begins on December 1st? Well, your competitive nature. You know, a team like UMBC, they're going to come in here uh, ready to play, um, going to try to play their best basketball. You know, this is a... a um, uh, neighborhood or city rivalry in their in their mind, and so they're going to come in here uh, on all cylinders. So you got to be prepared uh, to take this uh, uh, take the, this team seriously. And uh, there's no way we can underestimate it uh, the way we've started off so far. So it's a chance to just to right the ship, get things in order, um, execution. You know, being sharp on the way you want to run offense. Um, and, and creating those open looks. And then it's, it's opportunities for guys to just get into their rhythm over these next few games because uh, we're going to have to shoot better, especially when we get into that Big Ten season. Hey, well, what was it like doing that game on Friday night, calling it? Uh, I was not there. I don't I don't travel with the team. I, I do the home games. So uh, luckily for me, I didn't have to witness that. Hey, called out sick. <laughs> uh, I just watched it on TV. <laughs> hey, well, what is it well, after a game like that? You know, when you score, or well, you've never been part of something where you scored forty, maybe in a maybe in a quarter. Um, but uh, what does a coach go in after the game? What does he say to the team? Well, if it was me, I would, you know, kind of. It seems like guys are just pressing and they're getting good looks. So it's just about you, you can make the shots that you're getting. And so it's just about relaxing out there and uh, just doing what you do. It's the same as high school. It's just that more people are watching, but it's just basketball, you know. And so I think it's a matter of, um, you know, making sure they're they're in a a comfortable and confident state. They're staying confident and not uh, uh, dragging and uh, having their heads down and and losing that confidence. That's going to be key because it's it's tough times. It's a long season. It's going to be tough times throughout. It's going to be like a roller coaster ride. So in order to get off that downward turn, you know, you got to be – it's a mental thing that it starts with, a mental approach. And then the, the physicality comes second. He's Walt Williams, the Wizard. Terps tonight taking on UMBC, a game you can hear on 105.7 The Fan down at the Xfinity Center. Johnny, Chris, and Walt will have the call. You speak about confidence as we're in the holiday season. I know when I want a Bloody Mary, Walt Williams is, uh, I'm confident he's going to give me a delicious vodka to go with it, right? Absolutely, man. You cannot go wrong with clutch vodka. You know, it's a smooth, crisp taste. It's gluten-free, no sugar, no carbs. 
um, we, we organically filter ours. So that's how you get that crisp, smooth taste that is like no other second to none. And so uh, we're working on a deal. We, we finalize it, and I think it'll be finalized in the next week or so where, um, you know, a portion of our sales, uh, each sale of our, our, our bottle, a portion of those sales go to uh, um, the Maryland Athletic Program, the NIL program nice. to uh, uh, support um, athletics and, and uh you know, get the best possible recruits uh, that they can. Can you well, get a quarterback? You quarterback money, Walt. <laughs> <laughs> He's the wizard, hey, Walt Williams. Those, you got to get those sales up. Yeah, <laughs> you got to better get crate after crate after crate. Have vodka going there, Walt Williams. Walt, we appreciate the time as always. Happy Thanksgiving to you and the family, and we'll catch up with you in a week or so. All right, thanks a lot. There he is, Walt Williams, everybody. It's Vinny at Haney, 105.7 The Fed. When we come back, well, the Chargers, they got a lot of money invested in that team, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Well, both sides, actually. But they got a big number quarterback. He's going to show, or Vinny's going to explain why he got that money. Is he a guy, though, that gets them over the hump? Film breakdown. They are 4-6, and six, the Chargers. Breaking down every last second of game tape for Sunday's matchup. Who's your connection? You sound like a cop to me. Who's your connection? Enter Vinny's film room on 105.7 The Fan. Earlier in the show, turn it up Tuesday, Vinny and Haney, 105.7 The Fan. Uh, Vinny broke down the Chargers. I keep wanting to say San Diego. I always say it. And it drives me insane. And I'm sure deep down inside, they probably wish they were still in San Diego. But they're in L.A. Will there probably be more Ravens fans than Chargers fans on Monday night? But their defense, not rated highly, and then explain why. Offensively, however, it's an interesting mix with a franchise quarterback. Let's break down the Chargers film study. Yeah, well, let's talk about the quarterback first because I think he's really good. You know, Justin Herbert, he's completing 66%. He's got 2,609 yards, 7.3 average. He's got 19 touchdowns, five picks. 99.5 99.5 quarterback grading. He's got 44 rushes, 186, and three rushing touchdowns. But I think he's, I think he's picking up the run more now that Mike Williams and you know they're losing some people offensively. So on third down, he's making some plays and he's got some speed. He, he reminds me of you know Josh Allen running. I mean he looks good running and if you give him a crease, he'll take it. So he is legit. He. What the money that he got paid, fifty million or what? He or he deserves all that. He is that. Now, offensive line wise, now the left side of their line, Bob, Rashad Slater, first round pick in twenty one, and then Zion Johnson, first round pick in twenty two. So the left side of their line is two first round picks. I thought Slater struggled against the Packers. Some he gave up like three pressures and maybe one sack, and and I thought Zion Johnson struggled a little bit inside. Gets a little off. He just like jumps to his pants, pass set right away, you know, and then they just swam by him. You know, the other side, the center is not a real physical guy. Uh, Jameer Sailor, 68. He's probably the weakest link in pass. And then the right tackle, Trey Pickens. You know, the right side of their line to me is the weak side. The left side is, you know, highly paid, but. They're not playing like first-round draft picks, at least against Green Bay, what I've seen thus far. They're okay. Now, in the run game stuff, they do best when they're pulling. Like, uh, because Slater and Johnson, they can run. Now, the other two guys, the um, Sailor and Pipkins, they don't knock anybody off the ball. 
You know, I mean, that's why I think they have a hard time running the football. I mean, they only offensively, they are 18th and rushed. They average 4.1, you know, but um, they don't knock people off the F off the ball at all. So the O line, I'd say it's, it's more built for pass than it is run. And what they'll do sometimes, Bob, is they'll put 71 Jordan McFadden backup guard in as like fullback. But he's not like 53 from the Browns, you know, who, who was headhunting. You know, this guy didn't look like that great of an athlete. Now, at tight end, um, Donald Parham, he gets he, – he's got uh, – Parham has um, – 19 catches for 175, averages 9-4 with four touchdowns, 81 yak yards on 29 targets. He's okay. He's okay. And then Stone Smart. They play a lot of tight ends, Nick Vanette. They play 83, 84, and 89. Play a lot. All three of them play. And he'll throw to the tight ends a lot. Parnum, Parnum and Keenan Allen are the two that he likes to throw. At least in Green Bay game, that's who he liked to throw to most. Now, their receiving core... Quentin Johnson, a rookie. He's big, fast, looks pretty, looks good coming off the ball, looks good coming off the bus. Um, not a great route runner yet. Needs to learn how to con- you know, get his pads over his toes and get in and out of cuts. And he has a lot of drops. A lot of drops. Didn't he have him at TCU yes, last he year, did. too? Yep, he had a lot of drops at TCU. So, I mean, that's that's the problem with him. He, you know, and, and with... with um, Quentin, he's got 20 catches for 183 and one touchdown. 69 yak yards. He's got 34 targets. When Mike Williams was healthy, he wasn't playing a bunch at all. You know, so um, now he's getting more play time. But Keenan Allen's the guy. Um, he's got 83 catches for 1,011 yards, 12-2 average, seven touchdowns, 17 catches over 20 yards, 338 yak yards. He's got 113 targets. So, Keenan Allen has 113 targets. The mess, the the next most targets is 39. So I mean that's a huge drop off. It tells you how much he trusts Keenan Allen. And, and let me do Keenan Allen is not a burner. Um he runs good routes. And he's smart as could be. And he's got great awareness where people are. And when uh Herbert scrambles, he finds open space. He and, and Bob, the thing that they'll do is. You know, so you can't figure out where he's... He lines up in the backfield. He lines up in the slot. He'll motion. He'll line up wide. They're going to find a way to get him so they can try to get him the football. I mean, he's going to he's gonna have double-digit targets, you know. He's one of the better receivers in football, and if he played at a better team, bigger... Mar- well, he's in L.A., but played for a more uh, traditional success yeah. story sort of team. You're talking about him as one of the five best guys maybe at his position in the yeah. NFL. And at running back, um, Austin Eckler has 102 carries for 396, 3-9 average, four touchdowns. He's lost one fumble. But he's got 24 catches, 254 yards, one touchdown. He's got 281 yak yards on 38 targets. So um, he uh, he he's better out of the backfield. He, he has lost some explosiveness. He does not run, and I don't blame the Chargers at all for not paying him. I mean, he's got one year left on his deal. Uh, my guess is he's got one year left with the Chargers, and he's then he's gone. They got to find a new running back, Joshua Kelly, who they bring in number twenty-five, I think it is. 
Um, he comes in. He's got 85 carries for 352, averages 4.1, and got two touchdowns. So their their run game is just okay. To me, best thing that they did was Herbert ran the ball against Green Bay. And I'm going to watch another game tomorrow, you know, uh, and see. But uh, offensively, they, they can do some things. You know, if, if Herbert gets hot and if Herbert and Allen get hot together, they can do some serious damage. But he wants to throw the ball to Keenan Allen, and then he wants to throw the ball to Parnum. And then he'll throw it to Eckler, you know, out of the backfield. So those, those are going to be the three key guys. And like I said, the O-line is just okay. I yeah, think they're going to be able to get some times. pressure on him. And especially, you know, I think Michael Pierce – you know, can toss around that center. Uh, and, and I think Matabike, um, one-on-one with the guards, I think he's got a chance to win. And I think, Bob, whoever has the right tackle for the Chargers, I think he's got a big chance to win. And against Slater, their left tackle, I, I think a crafty guy can win. Now, you watch them on film, they're four and six. Yeah. Do you go, how are they four and six? I mean, isn't this a team that should be maybe on the plus side of 500? Because most of their losses, for instance, lost by two to Miami in overtime to Tennessee, three to Dallas. Kansas City, they lost by two touchdowns, but that game was closer. Three to Detroit, and then three last weekend. They're in every single game. Is this a team that should be challenging the Chiefs? Or is this four and six kind of say what they really are talent-wise? Well, the, the thing that keeps them afloat, Bob, is they're a plus seven. That's what keeps them tight in those games. But their defense kills them. They're secondary. They don't tackle well, and they have busted coverage. Bob, their their defense is ranked 31st. 31st. And they give up. They score 25 and give up 24. So, I mean, defensively. And they're 32nd against the pass. They're 31st ter- overall. They're defensive stats. And, Bob, they have a ton of penalties on defense. You know, so defensively, they kill themselves. Uh, you know, they get beat that way. They, they're like USC, Bob. Probably a good way to look at it. It's Vinny and Haiti, 105.7 The Fan. When we come back, NFL lunch. Talk about what happened last night at Arrowhead as Philadelphia beat the Chiefs in a rain-soaked Monday night football extravaganza. Earlier today, we gave you the Dirty Dozen, Vinny's 12 best teams through Week 11. We'll look at the five worst with the Feeble Five and the Jerry Palm, CBSSports.com, 130. Talk about college football heading into rivalry weekend. Uh, The Florida State injury to the quarterback changes their status. How? Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 